Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Daniel. My wife, Megan, and I are the location pastors here at Destiny Church, Nuremberg Region. We know that today's message will bless and encourage you because the Bible tells us that the Word of God is alive and active. If you want to connect in with us, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, follow us on social media, or visit our website at destinychurch.de. Let's get into the Word. called every knee shall bow every knee shall bow we're talking about the lordship of jesus that we come under his lordship we come under his submission this is what christianity is about it's not just about jesus my savior it's jesus my lord and i submit to him and i surrender to him and my hope and my prayer is that when we're done with this series is that we we all come into an understanding that he is lord and that the areas of our life our whole life becomes submitted to him mine included amen because this is what christianity is about this is if you just look at the early disciples they followed him unto death that is complete submission to the lordship of jesus but yet sometimes we haven't submitted areas of our life yet we look at real discipleship and what it means to follow jesus and yet they were following jesus unto death i don't know about you but i want my life to be submitted to him as lord amen jonah chapter one let's go to jonah chapter one i've got a couple scriptures to read to you today jonah chapter one i want to start in verse one and read to you a story and then we're going to flip to the new testament jonah's in the old testament we're going to flip to the new testament and then i want to read a story there verse one jonah chapter one says, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before, the, before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from, his, from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish away from the presence of the Lord. Somebody say, the Lord. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid, and each cried out to his God, and they hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship. And had lain down as he was fast asleep. So the captain came and said to him, What do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call to your God. Perhaps the God will, the, the, the God will give a thought to us that we may not perish. Verse 7. And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots that we may know one, one whose account this, on whose account this evil has come upon us. So... They cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, tell us on whose account this evil has come upon us. What is your occupation, and where do you come from? What is your country? Of what people are you? And he said to them, I I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, what is this that you have done? 
for the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then they said to him, what shall we do that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea grew more and more tempestuous. He said to them, pick me up and hurl me into the sea. I don't know if any of you guys would be on a boat in a sea and you would tell the, the crew, hey, if you want it to calm down, throw me in. Kids church, all the kids up in here, would you want to be thrown into the sea? Is that how you would have done it? You know the story, the story of Jonah? Do they teach you this in kids church? Do you know what happens next? Anybody know what happens next? He says, pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down for you, for I know it is because of me that this great, great tempest has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rowed hard to get back to dry land, but they could not, for the sea grew more and more tempestuous against them. Therefore, they called out to the Lord, O Lord, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not on us innocent blood for you, O Lord, have done as you please. It's interesting that the men were calling out to their God, and then by the end of the story, they're calling out to the Lord. <laughs> so they picked up Jonah and hurled him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Then the men, then the men feared the Lord. Somebody say the Lord. Exceedingly. And they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. And kids, church, you know, kids, you know the rest of the story. He gets swallowed up by a great well and is in the belly of the well for three days. Pastor's kid, you know, hey, okay. We'll teach you later, son, don't worry. One more story, let me read it to you. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. A shorter story, so don't worry. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, being Jesus. So as he was, just as he was, and other boats were with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the, wet and the waves, the wind and the sea obey him? Who is this that even the wind and the seas obey? obey him. Here's what I want to talk to you about today. What's sleeping on your ship? What is sleeping on your ship? Father God, we just thank you for your word that it does not return to you void. It accomplishes everything you sent it to do. Help us to help us to receive what you have for us today. We thank you for your presence in this space and that you would minister to us. In Jesus' name, amen. What's, what's sleeping on your ship? Does any of you have the problem when you go to the dryer um, after putting wet clothes in, and this load of, the, of laundry is socks, 
You've got socks and other things in there. Does anybody else have this problem? I did it this morning. I went down to find my youngest son's socks because he didn't have any in his drawer. The socks are still in the dryer. I go open up the dryer, and I find every single sock that he owns inside the dryer except for the matching pair, except for the matching sock to make the pair. And I'm finding this one, I'm finding this one, and I find it all. And so now I've got, I'm, I'm laying them out like I'm playing the memory matching game, and I'm laying them out on the floor like if I could just find one matching sock, you know what I'm saying? And I'm going through the laundry like this, and I'm spinning it again, and I'm going through, and I'm on my hands and knees, and the kids are screaming upstairs, and, and everything's going crazy, and we're trying to get out the door to get to church on time, and I'm just trying to find a sock that matches, you know what I'm talking about? And if I just, it took me, probably 10 minutes that felt like 30 minutes to find this sock at the bottom some kind of invention by now that causes us to not have to put socks together that i don't know what happened there's like an air tag in them or something you can just find them you press one and press the other i should probably uh send that on a postcard to myself before you steal that idea but i'm just saying like this is it was at the bottom of the thing and what i want to get across today is that maybe there's something deep down in the bottom of your heart maybe there's something sleeping on your ship that is not submitted to the lord We see in these two different stories, two different boats, and we see one boat with Jonah, disobedient Jonah on the boat, who's running from the calling of the Lord. This represents disobedience for us. But then we see in the New Testament in Mark, we see Jesus on the boat, who is the Lord. And when Jesus is on the boat, everything is calm. When Jesus is sleeping on the boat, everything comes to fruition. And the, the, the storm is calmed. Everything, peace enters into the situation. Jonah's on the boat and there's disobedience on the boat. Jonah represents disobedience. And maybe there's places and areas in our life that we've been disobedient to the Lord. Because Jesus being Lord requires us to be obedient to him. And every area of our life should come into that obedience and under his lordship. Are you with me today? Disobedience to God is at the root of fallen man. It was the disobedience. Do not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And what did they do? They ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Disobedience is at the root of the fallen nature of mankind. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why am I angry? Why do I keep doing the things I don't want to do? Why, do I, why is it so difficult to be obedient? Because disobedience is at the nature of mankind i never had to tell my kid or teach my kid to say no to me they just say it you know what i'm talking about because disobedience is at the nature my whole parenting will be teaching my kids to be obedient not just to me but to the lord be obedient in life be obedient to the lordship. And guess what? So, all of us are probably obedient to something, if not the Lord. Disobedience is at the fallen nature, it's at the root of the fallen, fallen man. And disobedience will lay 
asleep in our heart if we're not careful. Disobedience will lay asleep in our heart. The Bible says that Jonah was sleeping in the inner part of the ship. And I just wonder if maybe there's things inside the heart that are so asleep, they've been asleep, disobedience, areas in our life, secrets, uh, things that we've hidden and locked away, wounds that have kept us from the calling of God in our, in our life, deep asleep in our heart that we've ignored them, we've forgotten they're there, they're at the inner part of the ship, and we wonder why we're going through a storm. We wonder why the boat's shaking. We wonder why there's water flooding into the ship. How come my life is going this way? But all along, there's something deep inside of my heart that's disobedient. There's something that has not submitted. There's something that ta has taken root inside of my heart that is not submitted to the Lord. A couple things we need to realize. Disobedience takes you further down. Disobedience takes you further down. See, Jonah, Jonah, it says, when God called him, he ran from the Lord, but it says he went down to Tarshish. Then he went down into the ship. Then he went down into the inner part of the ship. Then he went down into the belly of the well. Disobedience will take you down, down, down. And then you'll look at your life one day and say, how did I get here? It won't be an immediate thing. It'll be a slow fade. One person once said this, sin will take you farther than you want to go. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay and cost you more than you want to pay. Disobedience to God is simply the escape from the destiny on your life. It's simply the running from the calling on your life. Disobedience will take you further down. And disobedience causes disruption in your life. Disobedience causes disruption. Are you with me? Okay, just checking. Pulse check. Disobedience causes disruption. It says, but the Lord hurled a storm. God, what are you doing? What are you doing in my life? What are you doing? The Lord hurled the storm. The Lord caused this disruption to take place because of Jonah. If it wasn't for Jonah who was running for, from the calling of God and the, 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 the voice of the Lord on that ship, there would have never have been a storm. If it wasn't for the disobedience that was asleep in that ship, there would never would have been a storm. Disobedience will cause disruption in your life. So sometimes when maybe things are being shaken in our life, we should ask the question, what area of my life am I not submitted to the Lord in? Is there something in my life that I should be submitted to God in? In this season? Is there something I'm running from in this season? The storm, watch, the storm will stir up secrets in my heart. This disruptions will stir up secrets. 
The disruption in my life will stir up the secrets in, at the bottom of my heart that I've even kept from myself and locked away and forgotten about that other, nobody else knows about even. And it'll stir up those secrets. There Jonah is laying at the bottom of the ship asleep and they're trying to do things in their own way. They're trying to figure out how to save the ship all along disobedience is asleep. And eventually they cast lots and then Jonah's found out. Disobedience will stir up the secrets in your life. And disobedience causes disillusion. I remember, I remember before I really surrendered to God. I knew God. I believed God existed. But I was living a life of disobedience. I was in such disillusionment that I thought, I'm just, I'm good. I thought everything I was doing was okay. It was acceptable. I was good until my life was disrupted. But I was in disillusionment. I'm, I was lying to myself. I was so confused. I was so broken. It will cause disillusionment. The, it said the mariners, the, the sailors, they hurled the cargo into the sea. They began to hurl the cargo into the sea. You see, they were trying to escape from the storm, or from sinking, that is. They were just throwing the wrong thing into the sea. They were in disillusionment. And sometimes you can be throwing the wrong things and fighting the wrong battles in your life when all along what's asleep in your heart is the very thing that you're meant to throw out. The disobedience in the heart is the very thing, but it causes disillusionment. It causes disillusionment in my heart. And then it says the men wrote even harder. How many of us do this when we're going through something? They wrote hard. They wrote even harder. Just keep rowing, just keep rowing. Even when Jonah told them the solution is to throw me out. Oh no, we can't do that, bro. We can't do that, just keep rowing. And I'm trying in my own strength and I'm trying to get out of this season and I'm trying to just, maybe, maybe I can work good, hard enough and I can do good enough and God will just forget that that disobedience lays asleep in my heart. Maybe I can row myself out of this storm. Maybe I can be faster than God's presence and God's hand. Maybe I can get one up on God here and I can be such a good looking Christian by working hard enough that he doesn't see the secrets and the disobedience in my heart. <laughs> How foolish would I be to think that? Disobedience causes disillusionment. Team, you can come and we can wrap this up in a few moments. We're going to pass communion out in just a moment. Um, uh, can you actually, can we stand to our feet and just stay, stay in here with me just for a minute? Because I want to land the plane, but our team will pass out communion because we're going to take communion at the end of this. And I want us to understand that what might be asleep in my heart could be something disobedient that is being disobedient to the Lord. And we need to pray like David prayed, and he said, Lord, search me. Know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any wicked way in me. Like, what if you prayed that, but you actually were ready for God to reveal if there was anything wicked in you, if there was anything disobedient, if there was anything 
laying in your ship. You need to let God reveal the disobedience in your life. I need to let God reveal the disobedience, and then I need to throw it off the ship. Somebody say, throw it off the ship. Say it like you mean it. Say, throw it off the ship. You can't live in obedience to the Lord and live with disobedience in your, in your heart. Because there will always be that tension inside of you that's, that when God says something or being obedient to his word, you're go, there's going to be that disobedience, not doing it his way. It requires full submission to throw that secret. You know, I've heard it said before, what God reveals, God heals. If God is revealing something to you in your heart, he wants to heal it. If God is revealing a wound in your heart, he wants to heal it. If God is revealing a secret in your heart, he wants to reveal it. He doesn't want to call you out so he can stone you. That's called religion. He wants you to be healed and walk in fullness. And walk in the purpose and the calling of your life. Do you know that God, I don't, I don't believe God was, his focus was, here's a task, Jonah, do this. And if you don't do this, this task isn't going to get done. So I need to throw a windstorm so that he gets back to the job. He was more concerned about the purpose and the anointing and the calling on Jonah's life. And what he was carrying that he was running from that. And then we see this. As soon as Jonah's thrown into the sea, do you know that that's, that's a picture of baptism, really? He's thrown into the sea. He's baptized. He was baptized by, by mariners, by these sailors, <laughs> thrown into the sea, into the belly of a well for three days. That's what happens even in the waters of baptism. This isn't a baptism service or anything, but... Honestly, your baptism is more than just a moment. It is the cleansing and the washing away of the iniquities that hide in the bottom of your heart. You need to baptize the Jonas in your life and in your heart. And we see this stark contrast in Mark. Similar storm, similar boat, disciples and Jesus. Instead of Jonah sleeping on the ship, Jesus is asleep on the ship. Is Jesus asleep in your heart? Is Jesus the Lord and enthroned in your heart? Or is disobedience? Simple message today. When the, when the Lord is on the ship, when Jesus is in the ship, the wind and the waves obey. You're going the right direction. There's peace and there's calm. Even though I go through storms, there's a peace on the ship. There's a calm on the ship. Jonah, Jonah was sleeping on the ship out of fear. <laughs> Jesus was asleep on the ship in faith. Looks similar, but totally different. I want to be submitted to the Lord. Can I have a communion? Oh, you were ready. Tossed it to me. We're going to take communion today. And what this represents is Jesus being Lord in my life. 
communion in so many ways is we think of the cross, the body broken for me, the blood shed. But we have to understand that it wasn't just Jesus as Savior. It is Jesus as Lord. This was Jesus' coronation <laughs> to say he is the Lord of my life. And so when we take communion, we're not just doing it religiously. We're not just doing it traditionally. We're doing it so that Jesus can be Lord, so that it can become reality in my life. I'm putting it in perspective. Two disciples were on a road to Emmaus. They were walking, and Jesus came alongside them after his death, burial, and resurrection as he was appearing to people. And he's walking alongside them, yet the two disciples didn't even recognize the Lord standing there, walking and talking with them. And they entered into a town, and as soon as they sat down to eat, Jesus, who they still didn't know was Jesus, and they still didn't know was Lord, broke bread, and then their eyes were opened. And so when we do this, our eyes are open to the Lord. What used to feel normal is now he is Lord in my heart. This isn't religion. He is Lord of my life. So you can peel the, the bread and then the juice. It says, this is my body broken for you. My body broken for you. Can, you, can we close our eyes just for a moment? Just feel to ask this question anybody in the room today that you need healing in your body, you've experienced maybe just even something you feel like is small, nothing is too small for God healing in your body and anything, all I want you to do is just lift a hand and say that's me today you're online as well, join with us, healing, healing yes, all over the room, when we take this I'm going to believe in faith that there's healing, God is healing and God has healed, it says by his stripes we were healed and that's what this juice represents that's what this bread represents God we thank you for your, we thank you for your body that was shed for us, that was broken for us, your blood that was shed, the 39 lashes that was shed for healing and today we come into a posture of faith to say we're not just taking bread and juice but this is a representation and an understanding of us coming into alignment under your lordship and saying Jesus you are Lord and you have authority in my life and Jesus when you have authority in my life then everything in my life that's including sickness in my body has to submit to your authority and God I thank you that sickness must go disease must go um, back pain must go in Jesus name and those things are submitted unto the Lord and we just thank you Jesus that you have authority that our healing has been done on the cross it's past tense it's been done and we receive that today in Jesus name amen you can take the bread and the juice on Community Sunday today. Can you use whoever you're next to, stranger or whatever, just put a hand on their shoulder. 
I'm not going to ask you to hold sweaty hands. I know how that, I know how that gets. Just put a hand on a stranger. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray and we're going to worship together. Father, today we thank you that you are good, that this, this is the body of Christ. And we thank you that there's healing in Jesus' name. And we thank you that there's forgiveness in Jesus' name. I just want you to know today that there is no shame or condemnation in Christ Jesus, that what you did yesterday is forgiven, forgotten, it's wiped clean because of his shed blood, because of what he did on the cross, and because he rose again as a triumphant king, and he has authority, and that shame, and that that wound, and that lie of the devil does not have authority in your life, Jesus does, and we just speak blessing, and we speak the truth into your life, and we say, that we declare that there is no shame, there's only freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we thank you for that today, Jesus, that there would be freedom in this room. There would be freedom online. There would be freedom as we just come into alignment and we come into a posture of obedience with you. In Jesus' name, amen.